0: Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all-natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L. On Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. The Other Side of Midnight.
1: 77
0: Local Spotlight.
1: Good. Tomorrow, everyone, this is superstar Frank Moreno. You are listening to 77 WABC and the other side of Midnight. Thirty years ago, New Yorkers created an absolutely useless office to replace what was mostly a useless office. See, for years, we had a mostly useless office called President of the City Council. It wasn't totally useless because you did have some say over the Board of Estimate, which did things like makes budgets and things of that nature. When the Board of Estimate was abolished and the position of President of the City Council was abolished, we developed a new totally useless office called New York City Public Advocate. The only two things that the Public Advocate is really empowered to do under the city charter are break ties in the city council of which there have not been any over the course of the last 30 years and if the mayor is incapacitated or he dies or he's removed from office the public advocate takes over as the acting mayor temporarily that's never happened either and some public advocates have done a lot with the office they've used it as a bully pulpit to highlight issues they care about but by and large most of the most recent public advocates have done nothing with that office and it is Costing the taxpayers of this city five million dollars plus to fund this office that's why i was very glad to see a pair of city council members here in new york robert holden of queens kalman yeager of brooklyn both democrats introduced legislation to abolish the position of public advocate i have to tell you the office is totally useless it does nothing it accomplishes nothing and Jamani williams in that role does nothing they don't even fully staff the office if you think i'm exaggerating Call the office today during normal business hours and try to reach a human being and see where that goes. This is a giant waste of time and money, and I don't have any faith that that $5 million would be better spent by other city agencies, but it can't be any worse. This office should be done away with pronto.
0: Beam me up!
1: To be continued.
0: Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all-natural, doctor-developed, and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L. On Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. The Other Side at Midnight.
1: 77, W-C-O-O-L. Local
0: Spotlight.
1: Good! Tomorrow, everyone, this is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm superstar Frank Morano. Well, this is a fascinating story out of New Jersey that shows there is one set of rules for insiders and another set of rules for outsiders. This comes to us from NJ Advance Media. Headline New Jersey Parole Officer Fled Cops at 100 Miles Per Hour. He got a $140 fine. This is a rare peek into some internal files of how business gets done. Do you think you'd get a $140 fine if you sped away from cops at 100 miles per hour? I think not. But sure enough, the black Volkswagen sedan was seen speeding around Galloway Township and blowing stop signs when it crossed paths with a local police officer's marked SUV. As the police cruiser turned to give chase, dashboard video shows the Volkswagen took off into the night. A cop clocked it at over 100 miles per hour. It could have meant legal trouble for the driver, who was a senior officer with the New Jersey State Parole Board named Richard Mersheno. Typically, when someone flees from police, they get the book thrown at them, as they should. Usually, you face charges of things like speeding, reckless driving, public endangerment, eluding, or even worse. But the local cops never turned on their lights and sirens, and quickly gave up their pursuit, according to police records. Instead, they called Mershaino on his cell phone, telling him to come down to the station. Ultimately, he took a plea deal for careless driving and paid a $140 fine. Details of Mershaino's late-night, 100-mile-per-hour escapade have not been previously made public. Police misconduct cases in New Jersey seldom are. If we didn't hear about this for a while, imagine what else we're not hearing about. Imagine who else might be getting preferential treatment. Beam me up! To be continued.
0: The other side of midnight.
1: 77. WNBC. Local
0: spotlight.
1: 不要. Have chronicled in these commentaries what a mess Rikers Island and the New York City jail system is and I'm not the only one that has noticed last month a federal judge overseeing a court settlement seeking to make New York's notorious Rikers Island jails safer signaled that she's losing patience with the city's Corrections Department and after years of dysfunction and disorder at the complex judge Laura Taylor Swain said she was beginning to question whether city officials are capable of safe and proper management of the jails. Close observers knew exactly what Swain was hinting at, a federal receivership. Now, what is a federal receivership? Essentially, what this does is it hands control to an administrator who answers to the judge, not elected officials. It's only been done a handful of times across the country. Receivers can spend money. They can hire and fire staff and write policies as they see fit. They can also ask the judge to override union contracts or state rules that get in their way. Since they only have to answer to the judge, A lot of critics argue that receivers are not accountable to the people and their elected representatives. So since the COVID pandemic began, Riker's conditions have gotten worse. Stabbings and slashings are common. People have been packed into unsanitary cells. Mayor Eric Adams has pushed back against the receivership. And the next hearing on this is actually going to be tomorrow. Lawyers for the people held at the jail and New York's top federal prosecutor have said they will formally request a receivership tomorrow. Well, yesterday, the members of the City Council Common Sense Caucus visited Rikers and they actually said they've made a fair amount of progress. Here was Democratic City Councilman Robert Holden on with Katz and Cosby on 77 WABC yesterday.
0: Joe and I had visited back in September 2021 under the de Blasio administration, and it, at that time it was really a true hellhole. There was three, you know, three inches of water on the floor, overcrowding the doors actually the locks on the jail cells did not work in most of the facility it was miserable and surprise surprise today the island is turning around under you know commissioner molina um the adams administration is actually doing a good job they're on the right track so any talk of receivership is premature So it looks like
1: Commissioner Louis Molina is making some progress and I don't like the idea that these receiverships are not accountable to the elected officials that we have elected. They strike me as undemocratic and I don't want them only accountable to this judge that I have no say over. So maybe I trust the wisdom of these members of the Common Sense Caucus if they say there's this much progress being made at Rikers, maybe a receivership is not the answer. At least not yet. Beam
0: me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight.
1: 77 Local
0: Spotlight.
1: It's no secret that New York City has more migrants than they know what to do with. Well, where are they going? Where do you put them? Well, the city's answer is evidently Staten Island, a Midland Beach assisted living facility, is going to transform into a shelter. For migrants in the coming months. At least that's the word from local elected officials. City Council member David Carr and a group of elected officials including the borough president Vito Fasella and several others. They have written a letter to Mayor Eric Adams against the plan to house migrants at the Island Shores facility at uh, 1111 Father Capodanno Boulevard on Staten Island. This site is was an important cornerstone in our senior care system, and they, the elected officials, have been advocating to the owner of the site to sell to an entity with a similar end use as a senior retirement official. And with several potential buyers interested in providing some type of long-term care to Staten Islanders, the migrant shelter sets back Staten Islanders' senior health care options. This is a big problem. Staten Island has an aging population. They are are really going to face a crisis in terms of senior housing in the coming years. Why you would take away this facility and take away the prospect of more senior housing and make this a facility for migrants, which the community simply doesn't want, I think is beyond me. And there's going to be a rally in order to oppose this on Saturday at 11 o'clock at Island Shores in Midland Beach. I'm going to try and be there. I know a lot of the elected officials are going to be there. I believe my friend Curtis is going to be there and the Staten Island community and hopefully people that don't even live in Staten Island are going to make their voices loudly heard that Staten Island simply cannot accommodate this. We don't have the resources to do it, and they should consider housing these people elsewhere. Now, I know that has an element of not in my backyardism, and maybe that's true, but we would absolutely prefer this be maintained as senior housing, not for migrant housing. I want to encourage you to come to the rally that David Carr and Vito Facella are hosting Saturday morning at 11 a.m. I also want to encourage you to listen to me at 6.40. I will be appearing with Sid Rosenberg. Hopefully, you'll tune in. Wide variety of subjects that we'll get to. Beam me up. To be Continue.
0: Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L. On Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024.